Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, looking at weather. Had a front blow in during the night, so uh, it's going to be breezy today. But uh, right now, down on the island, it's 57 degrees, and we have a kind of a north-northwest wind at about... uh, And uh, today we're looking at overcast skies and windy. And that morning uh, will be it for today with temps falling to near 50. Winds will be out of the north at 25 to 35. And some wind gusts could, you know, be over 40 miles per hour today. So tonight, windy, cloudy skies becoming partly cloudy after midnight, a low of 42, north-northeast 20 to 30. And then for tomorrow, sunny skies high around 55, north winds 10 to 20 miles per hour and looking at tides for today these are galveston channel tide predictions and we have two of them we have a low coming up at 4 40 a.m it's a negative 0.6 then a high at 2 18 p.m a 1.2 6 57 a.m will be sunrise and 6 10 p.m sunset and our moon phase is half full we're on a half moon right now 51 percent or uh Full moon next week will be uh, Saturday, Saturday night. Looking at current conditions right now, Galveston Channel showing uh, north wind at 17, gusting to 24. And Eagle Point, a north wind at 14, gusting to 22. And Morgan's Point is a north-northwest wind at 21, gusting to 28. So a little breezy to start the morning off, and uh, temperatures are dropping. And it, uh, it'll get cooler tonight and tomorrow night, but uh, a quick warm-up during the week next week. So here we go. All right, let's run over to Sabine Lake this morning. Let's talk with Captain Bill Watkins, see what he's up to. Good morning, Bill. How are you, my friend? Hey, how are you doing this morning, buddy? It's all good, man. I'm here. Well, I would say that uh, breezy would be the word. <laughs> North, <laughs> north at twenty five to twenty seven, somewhere in there. That's uh, that's enough. That's enough to keep me home. Yeah, to keep that's, get them bass bass fishermen pinned to one side of the lake today. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I tell you what, those guys, they uh, they're in small craft. I mean, those those bass boats are. They're very fishable. They, they can take it. But even then, you have to use your head. Well, you, yeah, you got to know can, what you're doing. You can rip equipment right off the deck, big depth finders and everything else. Sure. It's not mounted right. You punch a wave going, you know, 45, 50 miles an hour. You can 
really destroys some equipment. That's uh, <laughs> that's a dangerous business out there. Yeah, you can split and, uh, one of those open like a watermelon too. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and uh, don't don't get thinking that uh, you know a twenty-two foot center console will handle it much better. If you get a little too frisky, you'll get in trouble quick. Got a sweater back, man. Yeah, that uh, there's a lot of power in those waves and that wind. Man, oh man! Well, I'll no, think no back, bigger force than water. No, I'll think back on some of the stuff I've done, and it's just like, what were you thinking? <laughs> oh man! But to get to the matter at hand, we have. Uh, we still have a lot of fresh water over here, mm-hmm. and it's pretty dirty, and it's going to be difficult for another week or two uh, yes. to, to get things to jail. So, you know, we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with any more rainfall. Uh, yesterday, it wasn't that much. Just Yeah, thank God we didn't get that much rain with this Pacific front. Yeah, that that would have been uh, heaping coals of fire on our head. I mean, that it, yes. it's really fresh right now. Uh, you can find some salt water, but I mean, it's dirty all the way from one end of the lake to the other. So we're just kind of in a holding pattern, waiting back, and uh, I think uh, you know, but the water temperature is like sixty point eight. Right now, uh, it'll go down a little mm-hmm. bit over the next couple of days, but uh, we just we're just going to have to wait for it this year. The rains came early. That's that's the whole thing. And if that rain comes early, then you get left with a bunch of cold, fresh water, and, and fish a, are scattered all over. That's a bad combination, man. <laughs> that's yes, that's good it for is. catfish. About it, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could probably catch a blue cat in the middle of Sabine Lake right now. Probably could. But um, so we're just we're waiting, uh, waiting for things to gel a little bit. Uh, water's not all that dirty everywhere, but um, you know, with nobody's fishing. That's just it. There's. None of the guides that I know are actually out there. <laughs> They're just kind of waiting and saving their gas and letting things settle mm-hmm. down just a little bit. But the water's exchanging every day. I mean, we're getting some pretty good tides and some pretty low tides, and uh, it's it's changing out. And those fish are somewhere. They're uh, they're out there just hanging around. And they will show up in one of the, you know, usual spots. And they'll be hung up in there for, you know, two or three weeks. And then we'll be catching them. So just uh, bide your time, you know, get your taxes done, clean your reels, (laughs) take care of the boat, and we'll be ready when it happens. Yeah, get those taxes done because there's millions of people depending on that money. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mean, oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I shouldn't even have went there. It's hard not to. I know. It's How about the Mastro's? You think we're going to have a good year this year? <laughs> a little too early to tell, buddy. How about the Mastro's? Change that subject. Uh, <laughs> well, i tell you what. In, in lieu of everything that we've got going on right now and not, not able to fish a whole lot, uh, what, what would be your favorite <laughs> reel of all time that you've ever fished with? Oh, oh, casting God. reel, I'm talking. Yeah, what what would you pick? Man, there was a couple of them that I can go back and remember that uh, were just 
tried and true day in and day out and and plus we were catching a lot bigger fish with them back then so the you know for those reels to hold up like they did both of them were shimano's one of them yeah. was that uh how it was that one that uh bantam mag uh, 100 and then they had the uh, oh, i'm trying to think of the name of that one it was kind of a chromey silvery looking reel that uh oh yeah not the calcutta but it was a uh you know it was a low profile reel that shimano made that just uh you couldn't tear them up now i remember when that yeah. um little uh 50 came out that chronarch it just yeah. one school of reds and the gears were stripped totally out of that. It had that, <laughs> had a brass That's gear right. riding against an aluminum gear. Remember that? They were awesome yep. when they were working right, but they would just they'd get totally destroyed. Probably, and, probably one of the toughest, most bulletproof reels that Shimano ever made was the Corrado two hundred, and uh, then past that, the Corrado two hundred Super Free. Yeah, that uh, uh, green one. Yeah, yeah, just uh, I I fished with it a little bit. I didn't like it because it was a little bit bigger, a little bit more weight to it than the Cronarch itself. True, and, uh, true. But for the average Joe, yeah, you could. I watched people drag them on the bottom while they're grabbing fish, wade fishing. They still operated fine. But I, I think my favorite all-time reel that Shimano made was a uh, the Cronarch Gold. Yeah, that, that was, was that was similar reel. to the yeah that was similar to the Shimano I was using. You know, that was uh, I think it was white. I, I don't remember. Man, that was oh, that, that was a million reels I, ago. I had I had uh, I still have one that I sent back to the factory to get rebuilt. I fished it hard for three years and didn't really even clean it, and that was one of the toughest reels. And I still have one that's brand new with the original line on it. And if anybody be interested in that reel, you can contact me, but it won't be cheap. I've, it's a little bit big for me now. My hands are not as strong as they used to be. But otherwise, I'd still be fishing with those. I mean, they're... But the one the one that's never been in the water, I, that's, I've been offered $300 for that reel. Then I, I wouldn't take it, but I, I'm getting weak, you know. Nowadays, inflation being what it is, I, I probably could use the money. But uh, other than that, I really have loved those 13 fishing reels. And my favorite of those is the C2. That's, that's been my favorite one. Now the, the TX2 and all those, they were great. But I really favored that C2. It just once those things kind of got broke in, they just were wonderful. Yeah, wonderful reels. So I've still got a couple of brand new ones in the box. I'll be bringing them out one day, not too far down the road. And I've had some really nice lose reels. So you know, everybody makes some pretty good reels. For, yes. for whatever purpose you need it for. Um, there's a lot of good reels out there, but I still think that, that the old Corrado 200, the kind of greenish, dark green one, that thing, you just couldn't wear them out. I've still got some I use for customer owners. And uh, I've fished them since 1991 when I bought them and fished bass tournaments for eight years with them. And uh, never had a breakdown. And I finally have two now that have a couple of broken parts. And it's real hard to get parts for them. It's, uh, they've, they've been manufactured discontinued for years. Ray Stanley just texted me the name of that reel. It's a Calais. The Calais. There it is. There it is. I had one. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tear those things up, man. Yeah. That was a fine reel. I've had one of those. They too. were expensive, but I mean, you get what you pay for. I'm looking here yeah, online on eBay and stuff, and they've got an old Bantam Mag <laughs> Shimano 
Bantam Mag 2, and they want $499.98. I mean, it's World War II. <laughs> you know, oh, the yeah. push button. And, uh, yeah. you know, that was like when they first came out, we were using those, uh, the tens and the fifteens, they came in, you know, two different sizes, kind of like Daiwa had them out first, the, uh, PMA 10 and the PMA 15. That's what we used till right. Shimano really come around. And there's a Bantam Mag 1 right here for $575. <laughs> Was it brand new in the box? No, it's used. Oh, God. All these are used. <laughs> Very very good condition and here's another man of mag two for four five sixty eight eighty two and here's another one in very good condition six ninety three sixty i don't think so oh good great well i yeah. guess you want it bad enough but uh basically you can buy a mid-range reel right now for a couple hundred bucks and and get a real good long usage life out of it and then throw it away or save it for parts and buy yes. three or four of them and interchange parts till you finally get down to nothing. But they, they, you know, it's kind of like rods and reels both. They, they've hit the peak of technology oh, somewhere pretty far Hang back. On, Bill. There. I oh, got, got carried away on this. Yeah, let me knock this out right quick, buddy. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Hang with me. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the Belleville Meat Market located right in downtown Belleville. They're a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Check out their free smoked sausage samples. They're available available in the store daily. You can check it out before you buy it in a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out their ground beef. It's always on special. $3.59 a pound for 85.15 blend and a 10-pound bulk pack. And if you're gearing up for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, and smoked sausage, competitive pricing on the smoked sausage, you can call and ask to speak with Ben. And if you're looking to have a quarter or half calf available to process, you can pre-order and have it processed any way you like. And their wild game processing, they're still making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. Celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community, that's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 419 here in the Bayou City. All right. All right, Bill, we're back, man. Sorry all I had right, to cut you good. off so quick. I, I was looking at all these <laughs> prices, these really what I'd call junk reels. I mean, they wouldn't even be in the hunt today. Them little handles on them, you know, no power handle or nothing. It just, uh, we come yeah. a long way in a short time, buddy. On yeah, everything. and... And some companies went kind of south on their quality. They really had better bearings back in the yeah, day. Yeah, they cut corners. They did. Uh, and I understand, you know, you have to have a uh, planned obsolescence to these reels so that you can get people to buy new ones. And yeah. It's hard. I think they could make one that would doggone your last forever, but... Um, they don't want to do that. <laughs> they have yeah, to it's like tires. They could probably make a tire that would last two or 300,000 miles. They won't do it because they won't sell anymore. That's right. But, uh, yeah, the, the rod technology, I mean, they've gone so far with that that they've gone lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter, and you get to a point where they'll snap in two. And I, I think, you know, there's kind of a, a mid-range in there to where you really need to, <laughs> that's where you need to stick is, you know, not to the highest end custom rods and the lightest ones you can get, but because, man, I don't know. They, uh, they can make yeah, them Yeah, you got to draw the line somewhere. I mean, you know, to go out and catch a wormy old trout 
and you're going to fish with an 800 to a thousand dollar rod and reel combo i mean seriously yeah yeah it uh i've if people knew what we grew up fishing with throwing hardware and uh, (laughs) you know fishing lures back in the day and it wasn't that long ago it was during my time and to catch the amount of fish that we did the only thing that i wished would have been a little bit better other than rod technology is is the drag systems and the reels those uh jerky sticking drags cost us so many big fish yeah buddy you just had to get in a position where you could stop that fish long enough that you could push the button in and then you'd use your thumb as the drag to slow that fish down because uh I mean, you'd be fighting a big seven, eight, nine-pound trout, and that drag would go to locking up and just jerking and jerking. you just rip the hooks out of a fish's mouth. It was just yeah, or your inferior, your inferior line would break. That was that was poor quality back then, too. Your line wasn't very uh, – eh, it was kind of brittle. <laughs> well, and it wasn't and very consistent, and a lot of it stretched real bad, uh, you know, Fishing yeah, line it, has it did stretch to the point line, where uh, it'd take forever for your drag to start going out. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing about the uh, the concept reels, the C2s. They have the finest, smoothest drag. They do. You just, they don't bind. That's one thing that they had in their favor. I think and, out of all the reels they made, the C, you know, one and two. I've I've got some original C's, the very first ones. Yeah. At the beginning of that company too. that are still just I mean, they're butter, man. And uh the yeah. E's, that uh silver one that was so expensive around five hundred bucks. Uh yeah. the only problem with that it is machined so tight and there's no uh I mean, there's no gaps or anything. It's it's tight. And if you get a little bit of dirt in the paw and the worm gear area, I mean, it'll start bumping when you turn the handle and alcohol oh, no. swab, you know, with a Q-tip, clean that gear, you know, that worm, and uh, you're good to go until you get a little bit more trash in there. You had to, they were just machines, so the tolerance was so low on them. They were so tight. But, uh, boy, when they're working right, nothing outcasted that thing. It'd throw a country mile and just smooth this silk drag system kind of like the c2 c1 incredible oh i don't have one of those i kind of regret that i don't i'd like to like to have tried that i had uh, four or five of them i've still got three of them i end up giving one to my son and uh one to a good friend of mine and uh well if you take care of them they won't wear out hardly at all but no that was the deal with them i mean you just had to be real careful with them and not get them dirty you fish a hundred days a year with anything, and you can finally wear it out. Sure. Actually, I had uh, two Calcutta one fifties. Mm-hmm. The little, you know, not the little fifty, but the one right in between, and yeah. those were those were bulletproof too. Uh, I used those for let's see, I think I fished one of those three years straight without even uh, doing anything but oil in it. Right. And uh, I even let the reels, the salt built up on the reel seat. That was when we had really salty water. And I let it built up on the reel seat till you couldn't even see it. And uh, it just kept on and on and on and on. And finally, one day it locked up. <laughs> I just wanted to test it and see how good it was. Yeah, the only drawback to those uh, cow cutters was they were so so sensitive so hard to adjust properly for cash and that was a backlashing machine you didn't dare hand a customer one of those <laughs> oh no 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 bird no. nest city yeah, man i mean it was just a, hard. Friend, a friend of mine had a dental pick that he used to pick his backlashes <laughs> out <with. laughs> oh man and i mean you talk about picking some line now that i don't know anybody that uh, didn't have the worst backlash of their life with a cow cutter one day i, I think that would be right <laughs> a slick popped up to my right, and I was using a cow cutter then, and and uh, it was I had to quarter into the wind with a lure, and so I did a little sidearm cast across the top of the water to keep that lure low, so I could throw it far, and I hit my stringer float. Oh God! 
<laughs> I said, this, this one's done, boys. Y'all uh, catch that fish right there. I'm going to go back to the boat and re-spool, get another reel. This is crazy. I mean, it, there wasn't even – you could look at it and go, there's no picking that out. You might as well get the pink and shears out on that one, brother. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be back here for a while. <laughs> Y'all just uh, disregard me. I'm I'm doing my thing. And I've had several of those. I I don't know if these bass pros ever ever get a serious backlash that they can't pick out. They probably just swap out to another rig, you know, if that happens yeah. to them. I do have one every once in a while. And the older I get, the, the less my coordination covers up for it. <laughs> but, man, I mean, hey, I could I could do tricks with a rod and reel, but I never was that good of a long caster. The stronger guys, they're able to do, they're able to beat me a little bit. Even you know, even with a finely tuned reel, I I still can't match some of these stout fellows. Never could, but you know, I I get outcast regularly. So that's. Well, that's not what I really study. <laughs> the only thing that'll beat a long cast is an accurate cast. You know, that's my big deal is accuracy. I mean, yeah. I can throw far, but uh, why when you don't need to? I mean, I see a slick pop up, and it's about the size of a a, a, a coffee saucer. I'm yeah, laying that lure right go. on top of it. Yep. That, if you uh, can do that, yes. or get past it a little, come up to it and drop it. And- yeah, that's that's uh, casting accuracy would be uh, more more important than long range, and especially when you're side casting fish too. You know, you're able to see them. Yes, it comes in oh, play yes. big time. And that's frustrating when you got somebody on target on the bow of the boat, and you you're trying to tell them, okay, cast ahead of that redfish over there. There he goes. See him pushing a bulge. See him pushing, pushing. And there, oh, there's his tail. Now he's hitting shrimp, he's swirling on shrimp, and invariably they'll either cast it in the cane or the seagrass or something, yeah. you know, it, and are missing them all together. That excitement gets in there. I think the drilling gets pumping. And <laughs> it's called folding uh, under pressure. Yes. And like some of these quarterbacks we've seen over the years. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But that's that was really my game. When I found sight fishing like that, I could I could hit the target, and uh, not so much anymore. I'm I'm wearing down a little bit. <laughs> but um, you know, we used to practice like pitching bushes and stuff like that. We'd we'd pitch to a little styrofoam coffee cup and pitch a jig right in it. You know, sure. and hit it hit it lots of times. Uh, but long cast, when you're really trying to lay out a long cast and get everything right and hit your target, you know, where it's got to be a little saucer-sized slit, you know, or a redfish bulge pushing down the back where you got to lead him a little bit, that, uh, that's tricky. Yep. That is tricky stuff. But that's what we do, you know, long cast with super accuracy. Well, I've had uh, put it in their living room, man's what I call it. <laughs> Lay it yeah. in there. <laughs> That's right. Put it in there. If you get it right, it's very rewarding. Absolutely. So, all right, let's switch gears now. How have you been to the show yet? No, I won't be going. I don't. I'm kind of sick, and I don't want to go. Yeah, I come down I've been with, I got. I got some bad crud, man. Head and chest stuff. I don't want yeah, to give it to anybody that. else. Right, right on. I had that, and uh, man, then after that, I got a some kind of an infection that made me made my face swell and my throat Goodness. swell up and my tongue, yeah, thrush or something like that. And uh, I've I got a bunch of meds for it. And I'm about over it now, but it's like one two punch. First the head cold and then that. Yeah, I've been so, living off of Mucinex and, and uh, Zyrtec for about four days now. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Uh, you got to have that good stuff. Super Bowl parties. That's uh, 
yeah. germ factories. Absolutely. In a small room with a big screen TV. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did watch that uh, Kansas City game. I I watched it for about the first three uh, quarters and I got bored. And they finally did something. After well, you I, missed the best yeah. part, you know. I, you know, I thought I know. it would have been a higher scoring game than it was. You know, I figured both teams would score at least 30 or better points, you know, back and forth. Yeah. But, boy, those defenses rose to the occasion. and uh, They both did. But you Man. had drama at the end. You know, San Francisco had their chance to put it away. If they could have made one more first down and just kept eating that clock up and then kicked the field goal, then it would have, you know, but it didn't yeah. work out like that. Or at least punched it in. You don't give Mahomes the ball back with time left on the clock. You're done. Yeah, the defense was really good. I mean, the quarterbacks couldn't do much of nothing. <laughs> they were pinned in back there. And the running backs, same thing. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was good, good in that respect. But I was expecting a higher scoring game and. You know, a little more action. Well, and I got to see a lot of shots of Taylor Swift, you know, and that was real, <laughs> that was real nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a pretty cute girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kelsey seems to think so. Uh, I would reckon he would. She's quite a catch with all her millions. Yeah, she must be a pretty. She must be a pretty good businesswoman. I'll give her that. She definitely so, knows how to keep a brand. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it. <laughs> it's all about the brand, baby. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You get people to pay that kind of money for a ticket to a concert. Mm-hmm. Well, how about a Super Bowl ticket? I mean, the prices. I think the cheap seats and those bleed standing standing room was like fifty five hundred or something. The average price, you know, I, I think, was around eighty five hundred, and I think one of the highest seats was about one hundred ninety six thousand, and that wasn't even a suite; that was a seat. Man, yeah, there's a lot of people with a lot of money out there. Yes, sir. Just ride around and look at the doggone houses and boats, yeah, and trucks, and cars. And you can figure out real quick that you're not one of those that has the big money. Yeah, I missed the train on that one. On that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. well. <laughs> I got a clear conscience. Kind of like uh, when Wyatt Earp told that guy, said uh, that sheriff that wanted to hire him, said, uh, I never seen a man that uh, ended up with, mo- with money that didn't have a guilty conscience. And Wyatt Earp looked at him and said, I already got the guilty conscience. I might as well have the money, too. <laughs> that was a good one. I think that was in Tucson. Yeah, that was that was a good line right there. That was yeah. a good line. Yep. I already got the guilty conscience. Might as well have the money, too. Going to Tombstone <laughs> to make my fortune. All right. I got a roll, buddy. Bill, if somebody wants to come uh, fish with you over Sabine, man, throw them out a number. Yep. Yep. Because this, too, shall soon pass. And the water's going to get right. It'll be before you know it. 409-673-9211. Or fishsabeanlake.com. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Bill, have a good weekend, and uh, we'll wait on this weather. Swing her around. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Keep you bowing the wind. All right, man. We'll do it. Later. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show all right let's go up to conroe let's check in with the fish dude richard good morning good morning mickey how are you i'm good brother good deal good deal that voice i see you got rid of one of those pups you got rid of one of them yeah still need to get rid of the, I, I thought i had two of them gone but i can't the, there's the other person that was going to pick one up went out of town supposed to be back i don't know if they're going to get it or not but 
I got that little brown one left, and I'm I'm just ready to get it gone. So that's you know the main thing is get them to a good home, good night. Yeah. That's dang things, man. They the, all they want is some loving. I tell you what, every yeah. time every time me and my wife walks outside, they because the kennel I got, they keep slipping out of there till still too little. So they'll right. slip out of that thing and go running right back to it. But they gonna come running right up to you every day. It's the dangest thing. I tell you what, I I don't know how anybody could get rid of dogs like that because them rascals. I mean, they're just they're they're good little dogs. I mean, if yeah. I could keep them, I, I sure would. There ain't no doubt. But I mean, I already got five of them. I don't need no more. I mean, that's crazy. But it's I tell you what, it's, somebody out there is gonna end up taking them. There ain't no doubt. But it's uh, like I say, they're just they're two they're just neat little dogs. I. Yeah, I'd love to keep them, but dang it, I just can't. I mean, that's one of them things. But it's it's all good. We're gonna we're gonna get them in a good spot. That's the main thing. You know, get somebody to take care of them. That and like I say, they just. I mean, they're so lovable. I mean, they just won't. Yeah. All they want you to do is love on them. That's it. Again, you walk. I know. I mean, they just you get out there and go walking around, and they they just want to get right there with you and follow you around the whole time. So. It's all good, but I'll tell well, you what. Your voice is taking a beating, I can tell. Uh-huh. Know, it's three days of the fishing show already. You got two more days. I know, I know. I don't know if I can, I'm can. i going to have much left tomorrow. You better save some for tomorrow in your seminar. I know. That's what's crazy because it's starting to crack pretty good right now, I'll tell you what. But that's uh, you know me, I just can't stop talking. That's my problem. That's, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I went and grabbed me a bite to eat for lunch yesterday. I was walking back and just, you know, walking down the hallway over there at George R. And, and uh, I just, I said, uh, you know, I just I always say hi to everybody walking by. And, and I walked by a couple of fellas and they said, oh, you're the fish dude. And I said, well, yeah. And I said, uh, they said, yeah, we saw your empty chair back there. I said, well, I got an invite to go eat, so I had to go do that. So it's, uh, you know, it's just one of them things. I, everybody recognizes my voice. They can't, they, if I keep quiet, they don't know who I am anyway because everybody always thinks I, I look different than, I, than I'm supposed to on the radio. And that's all right. I just got the, I got the best voice for a radio anyway. You don't want to see me. I'm too dang ugly. Face made for but radio, that's, baby. That, that's, that's exactly what, that's right. what Benny right. always no. used to say about me. Uh, uh, you, say, Cap, you, you look in the mirror lately from Santa Claus. Uh, that's it. There you go. Oh, Benny, man. I miss him. Good guy. I heard that. Yep. There ain't no doubt. I'll tell you what. And it's, uh, but that show was pretty good yesterday. It got kind of busy. It's, but that rain never did materialize like, like no, what they said. It, it uh, thank to. God. We don't want any more. I heard that. I heard that. Is your lake you know, cleaning up any? It is. It's starting to clean up pretty good. good. You know, I was, when I was when I was out there Tuesday morning, it was I went all the way down on the south end, and I was because we you know we'd had that rain Monday, and I thought, well, it'll you know it's still going to be a little bit muddy, but now it, it actually got to there were some spots where. Uh, buddy of mine were out fishing you know for the bass he said he, he was saying you can spot these on beds down here you know because they're going to pull up this week you know with that I'm, I'm pretty sure that full moon's happening next weekend so it is so once it happens that and with that water temperature like it is those fish are going to move on up how to get a good movement nothing. yeah you're right. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, them rascals they they'll they'll pull up there and 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 uh, start. You know, they're gonna they're just gonna make a big massive migration. I'm pretty sure because in December they, uh, they you know the past few years December's been so mild that they've been trying to make a move early, but I haven't seen them up this year. You know, and then with all that water that we've had, it just where it's been going up and down. They they haven't had the opportunity to get up there and stay. So, so it's gonna. I'm pretty sure it's just gonna be one big massive movement starting probably about Wednesday or Thursday this next week. They should make a big migration up mm-hmm. and and start. And and along with that, you know, the crappie are gonna be up there too. And that's I got. <clears throat> I get a lot of people at the show asking me about crappie right now, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go and get on my high horse about them. It's you know that people need to leave them alone right now. They uh, the they're trying to spawn, and 
a lot of people think Lake Conroe is a big lake. It's 27,000 acres, and it's not, that's not big in comparison to the population of Houston. You know, it's just an overgrown pond. And so all these people that are going up there jerking these spawning fish out, you're, you know, you're decimating the population of fish on Lake Conroe as far as crappie are concerned. And uh, it's, you know, when, for every one of them I've heard, they, they have up to 50,000 eggs per fish. So every one you're pulling out right now, you're pulling 50,000 future fish out of the lake. And, I, you know, I enjoy catching them. You know, I want to, I want to catch them. I want my kids and grandkids to catch them. It's, it's not, you know, and if we keep jerking them all out while they're on these beds, they're just not going to be there because mm-hmm. parks and wild parks and wildlife does not restock them. That's one big mis- misconception is that parks and wildlife stocks them. They don't do it. So it's, uh, if they don't survive, they're just not going to be there. Now we do have the advantage of having all that, grass and the likes that's going to give them a little bit of an opportunity to uh spawn without without a lot of pressure because most people aren't going to be able to find them in that grass but still you you know if you enjoy catching them you need to back off of them till about april or may and and i you know i've been working with parks and wildlife for the past year trying to get a closed season on them you know i want them i want them to shut uh season down on crappie fishing on conroe from December 31 all the way to April 1. That way it gives them the opportunity to reproduce. If they would just do that for five years, the pop- population on Conroe would explode. And that's, you know, I, I enjoyed back, you know, in the 90s and stuff like that when you could go out and catch 500 of them a day. I mean, that was a, that was a hoot. And it's, uh, well, you, you had know, cover for them back then. You had habitat. Now you don't right. have all the grass carp issues and all that. Yeah, and that you know the the thing about it is, is they the there just wasn't the pressure on them, and and you know I've, I mentioned it before that you know people ask me what happened to them. Well, COVID got them. I mean, it's just it, it, whenever COVID happened, it was right during the spawn of of the crappie. So everybody was on the water every day catching them, and they you know jerking them off them beds. So I mean, we had last year was probably the worst year I've seen in fifteen years for crappie. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you got to kind of, you kind of use your head a little bit. You know, if you ever, if you ever fish a, a, a area or a lake, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna produce over the next few years. And, and I'm just hoping like heck with the grass that we do have in there that it, you know, it kind of, it kind of gives them some structure to hide in, you know, exactly. and that's exactly, well, that's all that, come into play in the saltwater scene, you know, along the Texas coast. So. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's the thing. A lot you know, of pressure. Like, a lot of pressure. Yeah, that exactly. You know, the population's getting greater and greater, and people are, you know, there's so there's more and more people going salt and fresh. And if they, you know, just like those those flounder, you know, if they if they were to go out there in, in November, December, just start jerking them big females out, and and uh, keeping every dang one of them, it, it's gonna hurt. You know, it's you're gonna notice it, and that's you know that's why they shut it down down there for for uh catching those big flounder or gigging them anyway i don't know i don't know how that season actually works but but uh you know to give them a chance to give them opportunity to reproduce and and make it to where there are more of them you know that's that's the same way the crop has been on conroe because like i say conroe is just a you know twenty seven thousand acres sounds like a lot but when it comes to uh, you know being in such close proximity to Houston, it's not very big. You know, it, it gets real small real quick. So you start loading it up with, you know, three or 4,000 fishermen out there every day like it was during COVID, then it's, yeah, it gets to the point where that, you know, there's, there's too much pressure. And, uh, yeah, largemouth, I mean, they're fine because everybody catches and releases them, but but uh, in the hybrid population, they, you know, they continually restock those every year, so that's not an issue. But when you get to fish that, and then like catfish, you know, I get, as a matter of fact, I saw somebody making a post about the catfish how they think they're being overfished. Conroe, on, in Lake Conroe, they reproduce at least three times a year. So yeah, catfish, uh, they they that, spawn all year and and they they multiply way faster than any other freshwater fish. 
Exactly, and that's, that you know, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's the, exactly right. You know, sad, sad. And you know, that's the sad. For example, I mean, they're going to here around Easter. They're going to start doing the bulkhead thing, and you know, people always kind of wonder why they do that. Well, if uh, you know, like a bass or a crappie, they can lay their eggs on the bottom of the lake. They're going to they don't, they don't do like sad. Sad run around. And they lay their eggs on they the They attach walls. it to structure, yeah. Correct. It's They're always attached to structure of some kind. And it's not, you know, it's not going to be on the bottom. It's going to be kind of up in the water column. It'll be closer to the surface, things like that. It'll be your boat, your motor. You know, when during the shad spawn, you can pull your boat out of the water, and you're going to have shad eggs all over your boat. Sure. And it's because they just attach them to whatever they can attach them to. It's just they swim by and stick them to everything. So they're mm-hmm. everywhere. And that's, you know, so that's, you know, that's a whole different ball game. And it's, it's kind of neat to watch it in when it's in action, when everything's happening, you know, and everybody thinks, well, that's catfish spawning. No, that's, that's catfish are on the bulkheads. Cause they, you know, they're opportunistic. They're where the bait feeders. is. Exactly. That's just like every fish out there, wherever that bait's at, they're going to be, cause that's what they do. I mean, they eat, they, they try to, try to stay with the bait because if i mean they're not on any diet they want to eat all the time you know that's that's one of the, the things that that a lot of people just don't even think about you know they just they, they're hungry and they won't stop they'll gorge yourself they'll regurgitate and they'll gorge again you know the trout do it a lot that's why you see the slicks out there all the time you know, and then that, that watermelon smell, you always know when you're around them because you smell that watermelon smell. It's, uh, you know, when they're eating, you, they're going to be eating those shad. And that's, I don't know why that smell shows up, but it does. And it, I mean, it gets my attention every time I'm running across the lake. I'll actually stop and try to figure out where they're at, you know, because wind's blowing one direction. Yeah, see, you can, in salt water, you smell that. That's, they pop slicks, you know, that's regurgitation. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and I'm, it's a little yep. different. You'll see a slick every now and then in fresh water. You know, when I've been bass fishing, I'll see some sl- a slick, you know, once in yeah, a well, while. See, but. You know, for, for years I told people that they, they didn't really pop slicks on, on fresh water, but those hybrids do it. I mean, that's yeah. one thing I started I started noticing over the past few years. When you get in a good school of hybrids with some shad around, that you'll see it, you'll smell it, and then you'll see it slick popping, and it's some hybrids out there them hybrids start working them over and they do just like the trout do. And sometimes you'll have a big gigantic slick, which means you're already too late. When you see it, the slick first pop, that's when you, that's when you want to be around it. Cause that's when they're really in it. Well, and, that's where and the fish, fish popped it at. He's right there. Exactly. I mean, when the current you, carry it, carry it down current or wind. And that, that's it. You know, that's you what's crazy. Up wind of them bigger ones always always and that's i mean it's just neat when you see it you know and a lot of people have seen it in the in the salt water not very many have seen it in the fresh water but i'll tell you what when they when they pop a pop a good slick and you're right there in it it's it's wide open there is no slowing down and that's you know that's why i do so well because you know i'm looking for my my bait on my my electronics as i'm going across the lake anyway mm-hmm. and as i do that then then I, uh, you know, I'm going to look for them. Then all of a sudden, I'll start smelling them. I'll see a slick pop, and I'll say, "Well, we're going to go set up right over here." You know, we we'll set up over there. And next thing you know, with them rods are going off left and right. And it's, you know, it's a hoot when you do it right. Anyway, so that's that's the main thing. And I just, I mean, I just love catching them big rascals like that when they're, especially when they're gorging themselves because they they just won't quit. I mean, that's that's what's so funny. You can you can have a it's just like those catfish. I, I usually try to bait those out with cattle cubes, range cubes, right? And mm-hmm. I'll catch a, I'll catch a catfish that'll have a whole cattle cube in his belly. I mean, what the heck does he want it, want another bite for? But they do. They won't quit. That's the thing. And then you, you know, I've, I know you pulled up a bass that's had a brim stuck halfway down his throat with his tail sticking out before. Oh, and I mean, yeah. they. I mean, what the heck? The, he'd already ate. Why does he? Why does he want to eat again? He keeps on. He just he can't help himself. He's got to keep on eating. And it's uh, you know, because like I said, they ain't on no diet. They're gonna they're gonna feed as much as they can when they can. They're not gonna they're not gonna hold back and say, well, I'm gonna eat this one right now and I'll wait till tomorrow to eat again. No, 
That's not what happens. If it gets in the right spot, they're going to jump all over it because they're, they're just that way. They're going to react to everything you put in front of them. And when you do it, whether you're using live bait or artificial, it doesn't matter. If you hit them on the head, they're going to act. They're going to react to it and, and jump all over it. And that's that's what makes it fishing fun to me, you know, because, you know, when you figure them out and and just, you know, like these suspended fish like hybrids, because they're not ever on the bottom. You, once you figure out what depth you need to fish, it's it's wide open. I mean, you that's the hardest part is figuring out what depth you need to be fishing. Even, you know, like out there on those trout, are they on the bottom or are they up, up in the column? You know, yeah. I mean, once you figure it out, it's that's why every case you make and how you're working your lure, you got to remember what you were doing when you caught that fish. You know, that's replicated. Was what you were what kind of action you were doing? The whole, you know, it's called patterning fish, and that's what we do. That, and, that's exactly right. And so many people forget what they did to catch that one. You know, that's yeah. The once once you get the first one, that's that's your that's your clue right there. Exactly. So you, All right, Richard. It, I got to run. Take care of that voice, man. Hide in a corner somewhere and save it for tomorrow. <laughs> if uh, somebody wants go. to call you, though, throw them out some info, buddy. All right, Mick. Anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudegx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudegx.com. All right, buddy. Richard, have a good one. Good talking to you, man. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Later. All right. All right, that's Fish Dude up on Lake Conroe. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.